0: Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
2: And I just prayed, I said, God, just help me to do the right thing by the kid. Help me to do the right thing by the child. Even as I was, all my bones in the body, my body were like, no, no, this can't be, this can't be. But God was like, well, it is, deal with it. I didn't say your kid is dying. I didn't say any of that. I just said, your kid is not who you thought they were. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. And so the, the fight is always with us.
0: and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hello my beautiful friends and welcome back. This week on the HEAL blog, you will find my full chat with Dr. Marielle Bouquet from episode 192, titled Cycle Breakers. The link is in the show notes. What determines your identity? When a child is born, the doctor and the mother and father or the midwife will assign the child boy or girl. It's the way it's always been. What if at some point you come to the realization that your child is gay and you sit with that and you take time to get comfortable with that change? You accept it. But that's not it either. That is not how your child identifies. In this quick chat episode, I am speaking with Dr. Lulu, a paediatrician, educator and life coach who works in the area of youth suicide prevention and provides support to parents of LGBTQ plus children to better understand their child. Dr. Lulu draws on her personal experiences of navigating this path with her own child and she wants you to better understand what she has learnt. We pick this story up as Dr. Lulu is sharing how difficult it is for many parents to accept that their child is not who they believed them
2: to be. I have a lot of physician friends who don't want to talk about, they don't want people to know that their kids are gay. Do you know that? Mm. Yes, I know one particular lady who she doesn't want anybody to know her daughter is gay. Mm. She's a pediatrician. Wow,
0: it's mm-hmm. terrifying It's it's terrifying, and yes. we have so much permission now to. I mean, we've come so far. There's so far to go, but we've come so far, and it's just oh, it's just so sad because how is that child ever going to be how in is the, the world? Child-
2: this is thank you because this is why. The suicide rate is what it is. Mm. When it's not suicide, it's homicide. Black trans women are being murdered every single day. Well, you know, I'm going to venture to say, I mean, mostly black trans women, but trans women of color is an extension because, yeah, my child is a black trans woman. I don't want to write one single prescription of penicillin anymore when I can hopefully get people at work to to look at her as a human being and not every time she walks in the room everybody's whispering and whispering do you know what that feels like mm. it's a terrible feeling i wrote on my on my linkedin the other day I, you know i started by saying mom i want to use the restroom again that's the beginning of the of the of the mm. article because we're going down to austin for my birthday a couple of weekends ago and she asked like did you just use the restroom she said like, yeah but i don't want to have to use the restroom when i get to austin that hit me Really hard because we're planning to spend six to eight hours in Austin. You cannot hold your your pee for that long. So I said to her, I said, we're going to use the restroom together. I want to see somebody try to talk to you about that. But I realized that 99% of the time I'm not around her Mm. to protect her from people thinking that she just wants to use the restroom. People thinking that, oh, she's going to go and molest them. Do you know that majority of molestations do not happen in the bathroom? The only thing that happens in the bathroom is consensual. That's one. Then number two, most people that want to molest you are not going to follow you into the bathroom. They'll follow you home. They'll take you to a different location, which is what happened with me. They're not taking you all the way to the bathroom. Nobody has time for that. And so the point I'm trying to make is they've got it all all wrong. Most bathrooms in the house are co-ed. Men can use it and women can use it in your home. Most bathrooms in the airport are co-ed men can use it and women can use it. All the bathrooms on the plane are co-ed. So what, if somebody wants to use the restroom, why is your mind thinking about molestation? Because we've been conditioned, like you said. Mm.
0: Yeah. And that's a really good point.
2: Yeah. They just want to use the restroom. Yeah.
0: It's a good point. Actually. I hadn't thought about that, that most bathrooms, you know, like you say, on planes and in so many places and in everybody's home, everybody uses the same damn bathroom. So yeah, yeah, it's hard, well, isn't it? Me,
2: I'm telling you, it's terrible. And now I get it that at home, your family members, but you also have strangers come to your house. You have visitors come to your house. You don't say, oh, no, don't use that one. That's for girls. Yeah. You don't say that. No, it's true. It's true. And the truth about it is most trans, children are the victims in the bathrooms. They are the victims. Most trans adults are the victims in the bathroom. If they don't look fully feminine, if anybody suspects that they may very, may just look a little masculine, it's over for them. Mm-hmm. They can get killed for going to use the bathroom. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. So that's why I have to do the work.
0: When you first found out, I think it was at your child's graduation, you heard the word non-binary for the first time. What What did you What did you feel in that moment? Because it wasn't something that you were associating with your child, was it?
2: I never heard the word before. It wasn't even a matter of my child or not my child. Mm-hmm. I just never heard the word before. I'd never heard they them pronouns used use use for my child. Now I will have to say that. Because since then, because I teach about this, now I know. And so, what I'm going to tell you next is going to blow your mind. When you are walking down the street, if you saw this flask, you would say, Someone lost their flask. You would use they, them, singular. We've been using it. It's not new. However, for my child, We haven't been using it. And so I want people to to know that I recognize that mindset shift, but it doesn't make grammar incorrect. It makes society incorrect. And oh my God, hell to the no. God forbid that society can be wrong. But society has been wrong many, many times. Society told Galileo that the world was flat. He said, no, it's round. Society told Martin Luther King, Black people should remain invisible humans. They were wrong. Society has been wrong for so many things, for so long. Once upon a time, in Jesus' time, men wore dresses. They called them robes or gowns. I don't care what you like to call it. Jesus never wore pants for a day, right? If you go to Scotland, the men wear their little kilt skirts and they're just as happy as a lark. You come to Texas, they call them cowboy boots, but they're high heels, honey. So it's all a matter of us saying society is choosing when to point a finger and when not to. So I never heard the word non-binary before. So I was like, what the heck is that? Really? How? How are you neither? How are you in between how? But I forgot that as a physician, I learned in medical school that you can be gender fluid. I learned that. But I forgot it. I pushed it to the back of my brain because I was conditioned to only think in the binary. But as a physician, I know that people are born intersex with both chromosomes of both male and female. When a baby is in your stomach, they first begin to form without a gender. And then... Some whatever hormones kick in based on the chromosomes or not. And then, you know what I mean? But but a child today is born an assigned male or female by the doctor and their parents. The child had no say in it. But gender identity is your own internal sense of self, which means I can't take it from you. I can't teach it to you. I can't force it on you. Because that's how you see yourself. I see myself every day as a girly girl, all day, every day. My dad cries me all the time as a Herculean female. My father's words. Because he says, you are doing all these things, raising your kids and just doing all these things as if you are a man. My father's words. The same man that he said, I have a very strong masculine spirit. My father. But when you put a, put a name to it, he doesn't want to accept it. You know, it's like, you can't be both. You have to be one or the other, sir. You either accept it or you don't. You can't say, sometimes I accept it and sometimes I don't. And that's what I want the world to,
1: to understand.
2: You can't pick and choose. Mm, Yeah.
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: And was this a journey that you went through yourself in accepting your child and and their sexuality?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I did not at the beginning. I pushed back like every other parent that I know. Now, it's not all the parents. I didn't say that. I say the ones that I know. We push back because like, wait, that doesn't that doesn't even make sense. Like, what do you mean? That's what we all do. And that's why I say God has a crazy sense of humor. And God doesn't pick people to do the work that God doesn't think the people can do. And if you know about me, you know what my pronouns for God are they, them. There's no way God can be a he. Not with the kind of he's that I see. That's a disservice. So God is at the very least by gender. Because God made me in their image. And I'm a girly girl. Which means God has got a girl in there. God made my sons the ones that are boys in their image and likeness. So God is also a boy or a girl or a man. So God at the very least is by gender. Well, by gender, people are queer, (laughs) they're LGBT. So it's arguable that God is LGBT. So I struggled with that at the beginning. I was like, I don't know what this is. And I just prayed, I said, God, just help me to do the right thing by the kid. Help me to do the right thing by the child even as I was, all my bones in the body, my body were like, no, no, this can't be, this can't be. But God was like, well, it is, deal with it. I didn't say your kid is dying. I didn't say any of that. I just said, your kid is not who you thought they were. That's all I said. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fight is always with us. One of the things I say to the parents that I coach is, we tend to replace our kids in the closet. <laughs> when the kids come out, we want to go back in. Because we don't wanna we don't we want them to go back in, but they don't because they've come out. So we replace them. We don't want to talk about it. We don't wanna deal with it. We don't want to acknowledge it. We wanna hush hush it. It's, the funny thing about it is I was married to my ex-wife at that time. And so both of us were like, What is that? So I when I looked, I was like, What? And I said, Well, maybe that's what that's maybe I mean. I know in Igbo land, we kind of sort of have something like that. So I started leaning in slowly. And while I was trying to get my head around it, then so mom, I'm trans. I said, trans what? She said, she literally said, mom, I'm trans. So I was like, trans what? You're transferring? You're transmitting? What are you transporting? Because I was like, now here's the problem with that, with my reaction. The entire time the child was growing up, I kept saying, stop acting like a girl. Mm-hmm. Stop acting like a girl. Stop doing your hair like that. Stop tying your waist like that. Stop walking. You're not a girl. Mm, yeah. So that's why I I had bargained with myself. I said, okay, maybe the kid is acting girly because the kid is gay. Okay. So we'll, we'll assign gay. That's what I did. I assigned gay. But the truth is, the day I asked the child if they were gay, the words were, "Mom, I'm not sure." The words I heard were, "I'm gay," because I wanted to hear that. But I'm not sure because sometimes kids are not sure. The other cue is questioning. And sometimes they're sure, but they don't want to tell you because they don't want you to react a certain way. So it's safer to say, I'm not sure. All of those things are possible. They don't want to be homeless. They know their friends who are kicked out for being, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to say anything. I have a friend today who says he will never, ever, ever admit that he's gay until his parents die. Because he doesn't want to be cut out of the inheritance. There are lots of reasons why people don't want to say what they don't want to do what, you know, they don't want to come out. A lot of reasons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Well, you just don't realize how confusing it must be in the head of somebody who answers in that way. And that is actually how they feel. I just don't know. I don't yes, know. How, I don't, need- I don't know how you. I fit into the boxes that the we're supposed box. to fit into. <laughs> And
2: that is why suicide is Mm -hmm. a very available option. Let me put it that way Mm. for these humans. Why wouldn't it? Think about it. Mm. Everywhere you go, there's a governor somewhere saying you're a freak. There's a church somewhere trying to crucify you. It's like, you know what? I'm out. Peace. Y'all can have the earth. Mm. That's why I want the parents to stop and think who do you know in their right mind today will say, let me have gay and transgender with a side of fries. No one. It's not desirable. Nobody wants it. Yeah. Except those who are.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned suicide rates. What, what are the statistics?
2: Well, for the transgender, well, for the LGBTQ plus kids, according to the Trevor Project, in the last 12 months, 45 to 47% of these kids, so nearly half of them, have seriously considered ending their lives. But I believe a quarter of those are transgender or non-binary. Those who have seriously considered. In the past 12 months, 14% have attempted suicide. 14% of LGBTQ plus kids have attempted suicide. I don't remember if it's one in five of them are transgender or non-binary or gender non-conforming. So it's higher amongst them for obvious reasons. Mm. And just because I can, I'm going to mention that the studies show that 66% of women who had plastic surgery, cisgendered women, 66% of them who had plastic surgery regret the surgery. Two thirds, 1% of transgender people detransition. I want to leave it at that. I'm not going to explain it. Mm. I want to, because numbers do not lie. 1%, I'll give you the reason, but I'm not going to explain it. The reason is because of pressure from the outside. Those who de And so one person speaking out and screaming and shouting, don't make all of them same religion culture lack of access to health care homelessness these are real problems why some of them say you know what i'm not gonna do this mm. yeah but two-thirds of women me included because i had my girls done you know two-thirds because i'm like oh i don't think this nipple is as this or whatever you know i'm like oh i wish i didn't have it because i've got this and that and I am one of that two thirds, 66% chance of rain. You're going to have rain, 1% chance of rain. You're not going to have rain, but what do the politicians do? They make it, they make that 1% like it's 100%. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And I invite do. everybody who can hear my voice to go do your research. Cause that's what everybody does now. Right. Go do go look at your numbers mm-hmm. and come back and let me know what you found. How can we,
0: Reduce the rates of suicide.
2: All the things I've talked about today is how we can reduce the rates of suicide. Suicide as an entity has never had one path to it. It's always multifactorial. It's always multifactorial. The drug companies want you to think it's just depression. Where well, where does depression come from? We had a child who was six months old and happy as a luck, six years old and happy as a luck, 16 years old wants to kill himself something happened. So don't tell me it's just, depression is just not a random thing. You just become depressed. You don't just become depressed. Everybody wants to think it's a chemical imbalance when well, I have news for you. With all this talk about chemical imbalance, in the last three to four years, the use and the prescription of antidepressants has quadrupled. In the last three to four years, suicide rates have also quadrupled. So tell me, A medication that has a side effect of suicidal ideation should not be used to treat somebody who has suicidal ideation. But what do I know, right? It has a black box warning. Rather than dealing with the trauma, that is a sure cause. In my first TED Talk, I talk about that. There was a study done in 97 of so many thousand, 17,000 people. And they found out that those of them who had been traumatized as kids had a higher rate of mental health illnesses Heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, and our very good friend, suicide. Trauma is the problem in the form of the church, in the form of parents' rejection, in the form of church, the legislation, in the form of all of the things we talked about today. I can tell you that four out of five children who attempt suicide leave a sign, but I'm not going to tell you how do you prevent. Everybody knows. you. All, we all know. That's why suicide is usually a surprise. Oh my God, I just saw him last week. He was so happy. Yes, because they master this act of oh, everything is fine, so they can throw you off the scent. Mm. Yeah. Very few people who die by suicide, and it's like oh yeah, we knew that that was going to happen. I've never heard anybody say that. Now maybe somebody knew that they've been struggling with depression, but if you go deep down, that's why I love coaching because coaching asks you all the questions to get to the bottom why this thing ever started. What actually happened? Mm. But you can give all the medicine you want if you don't tackle the problem today. Transgender children that die by suicide is not because they're trans, but that's what they want you to believe. My kid told me today, mom, I've never been happier in my life. She's going through her transition. She has a mother who supports her till I die. She said, I've never been happier.
0: Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at mybigloveproject and please